You've arrived. You've arrived. To the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go. What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate each and everybody for tuning in. Let me start with that. Man, I love y'all. That's why I do it. I'm just hoping to pass a message eventually. Hopefully it reaches my son one day. If he ever chooses to take a little in-depth view, you know, of just my perspective on life and who his dad was and just, you know, if he ever wonders. So that's why I don't mind sharing my truth and just, you know, my perspective. And people may even see things differently. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I remember, and I suck at memory, so I just kind of go off things. A lot of time just shooting at the hip, just talking at the mouth. So I've learned in life it's just better not to lie because then you got to try to remember them. So I do make mistakes. I do forget things. Um, I have had people tell me stories that I am convinced they know. You know, it's my story, and they're telling it to me like they know it. And it's like, hmm, does he really think he know like this was his story looking back? So. I've had, you know, my own questions, and I've been around a lot of mental health issues myself, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, man, man, man. I, I You know, visiting visiting family, immediate family, like your parents in the mental ward and things like that, man, it's in just like, you know, my cousin, man, he, we visited him right here at the little mental hospital, Patton, and just visiting, like, just different places and different perspectives in life. When you're in there, man, you see some people, and you see some things that really make you understand met- mental health issues. I don't know if they're breakdowns. I don't know what they are. But I have been around some things that people have labeled crazy. Um, but with that being said, life is good, man. I truly appreciate each and every person. You know what I mean? A uh, big shout out to all the mental health issues when people speak on that. I mean, like, I, I really, I really, I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to bring up no crazy foundations or nothing. I don't even know any foundations. I just know mental health issues are real, man. I've seen, I've seen some stuff, man. I don't even like talking on that because it's really outside of my, they know more than I do. They lived it. You know what I mean? They slept in it. They did all that stuff, man. I just imagine when I really look back at what my mom's gone through, man, big shout out, love my mom, everything. She, she's still alive. So everything she does for me, um, she definitely, still you know drives me every day and she definitely gives me inspiration just seeing her happiness and knowing that she's still you know pushing through and just what she's her whole life man is a damn story in itself I got to get her on here one day like I said she lived in Iran at one point um when her mom and dad split up her mom did not even really date another man and it was just very, you know, my grandma was a school teacher for 30-something years and just single mom and just different different life, man. She Eventually, my mom, I guess, got in trouble and got kicked out and had to move with her dad in Iran. So she had to live out there, and then she came back. She has her own stories. Um, definitely, you know, I don't want to judge it. That's why if I've ever said anything that made her seem any less than an awesome mom, let me let me straighten that up because, man, she is awesome. Um Big shout out to my dad as well. I I have an amazing dad. He's truly, you know, always there when I call him. I just, I don't call him very often. I'll be honest with you, man. When I, even when I was homeless and hungry, it was easier for me to go snatch a purse off somebody or do something. You know what I mean? I got to go come up. If, 
I just got to do what you got to do. Start selling what you got to sell. Never my personal body. I'll put it on that. But, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of narcotics and things of that nature, but I was doing that from a pretty young age. Um, definitely around drugs and stuff from pretty young, you know, selling weed by 13 type thing, 12, 13. I was, I was, I was rocking. It was, it was, it was, it was on gas. Boy, it was turned up to 100 straight off the box. So, um, can't tell you what really snapped me, man. It just, it was always there. Maybe it was the anger. Maybe it was the frustration. Maybe I don't know what it was, but eventually it just, it curled up and we had a lot of fight knowledge because we were in karate since we were like five years old, always been in some type of fighting. So we got, you know, physicality is what we, what we specialize in. Then you start involving drugs and guns. We grew up shooting. We've, we've been certified shooting, you know, with shotguns and different guns, different certificates and all that crap all over since we were like five, six years old as well. I've been racing dirt bikes and doing that type of thing. So, you know, we always had that up on the physicality aspect typically. Um, you know I mean, not saying we can't get our ass whooped like everybody. Definitely UFC shows that every weekend, man. Love the UFC, what they're doing. But just saying, in life, man, super thankful, super thankful. And a big shout out. My dad always trooped it. You know what I mean? He was pretty much single dad once my mom left and once she split out. And my dad held down the fort, held it all together, lost his company, you know, kept it, kept the house over the roof over our head, kept giving us lunch money for school which I was turning around and investing in, you know, eventually buying sacks of weed and then just saving. And, man, I owe that dude so much. Um, big shout-out to my dad, my mom, my grandma, man, R.I.P. Grandma Donna, definitely big shout-out, Aunt Lisa, man, all these people, man, R.I.P. Aunt Lisa. I wouldn't even be in the video games if it wasn't for her. Played um, Duke Nukem or Heretic. I don't remember back when, like, Windows 95 days. Played that for hours until I got motion sickness. I remember that. Uh, beautiful days, man. I even I enjoy playing Minesweeper and Solitaire still to this day. Most of y'all know that. So speaking of Solitaire, I'll just jump into something I wasn't really prepared to talk about, but the poker tournament, man. I'm going to jump onto this poker tournament issue and just say I truly apologize. But, folks, it breaks my heart, man. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Can't lie, man. It breaks my heart. But I did stop the poker tournament one year, a weekend short of one year exactly. And I had the, what was it, uh, Treats for Tricks event. Nobody really donated. Big shout out to those that did Slammer, you know what I mean? Big shout out to everybody that did. I'm pretty sure Michael or there's a couple of people that hit me up. And there was you know, a few out there, but ultimately nobody threw. And it was just like, it just made me realize, like, and not that I ever wanted any anybody to throw in, but I had so many people asking, like, I'll throw in, I'll throw in. But, you know, it was just like see what where people's heart was and what was really going on. And it was just kind of discouraging seeing that nobody really wanted to throw things in for other people to win and just um, a lack of donations. You know what I mean? It was just kind of disheartening at some point. And, um, I mean, the, the big thing was just no no ROI. There was no ROI on it. I mean, my return on investment was zero negatives in the negatives. So Club GG, for those that don't know, once I had over like 100 people or something, and I had 100 people showing up each week, so it became $100 a month just to host the club, to have the people in the club. So that's $100 a month. Plus, each weekend I got to provide prizes. I always tried to provide what I could. Somewhere in that $50 range was typically what I shot for. 
So you got to figure four. Let's just say there's only four weeks in the month um, with an optional fifth, but four weeks, that's what, uh, let's say 200 right there, plus the 100 for the club. We're at 300 with a possible 350 each month. My ROI was zero for, you know what I mean, for a year. But it was, um, that wasn't the whole point of it. It wasn't for a business decision um, at all. Let me get that straight. I never did it for that. I started the poker tournament originally because I wanted to play poker. And I just wanted people to play poker with. So I started with a weekly Saturday poker tournament um, that I started. And I just started giving away lemmings. It started with, um, let me jump to the beginning of my NFT poker extravaganza. Jump on, start getting on Twitter. You know what I mean? I'm on Twitter just learning about this NFT things. Um, I definitely bought my lemmings. So I was had already purchased the lemmings. I was super psyched into NFT, lockdown lemmings, big shout out. Still got mad love, still in the Discord. I don't go in there very often, but um, mad love, love the lemmings. They're pretty much rugged, man. I ain't going to lie. We, we, we're building something over there. We had a nice little team, but that all fell apart. Not sure what went down behind the curtain, but... It fell apart, man. That hurt. But prior to that, the lockdown lemmings, when they were still worth something, because um, I was paying it, we were paying like $50 in gas, $60 in gas. That's For those that know crypto and Ethereum, you know what I'm talking about. It was real high gas days. It was up to the $100 gas days. We still buying lemmings. But the T-Rex Mafia, they were the first ones where they, I saw on Twitter they were hosting a poker tournament. And so I jumped over there, jumped in their Discord, was like, what's up? I'm, I'm interested. I want to play some poker. I haven't played poker in years. Got on the app and smashed. Got first place, won an NFT. I was hooked. At that point, it was game over. So I became a mod in that one. They were supposed to be de- designing a game. They did get the game out. They started changing the backgrounds on the NFT, started doing all types of things. They were getting some sales. It rugged. I ain't going to lie. T-Rex Mafia rugged. Um Man, it just rugged completely. We had the lockdown lemmings that I was giving out in prizes. They rugged pretty much completely. You can't give those away. Um, I was giving away Solana. Everything I bought in Solana has dropped to basically nothing. So Solana has, I don't know, what a quarter of the price that it was. It dropped by like 75%. And, I mean, last but not least, I was giving out hella, lot of, hella pit bulls, man. Hella pit bulls, man. PPT, big shout out. Um, I'm not gonna say that they've rugged, but they're 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 hurting, folks. They're hurting. Um, I wouldn't invest in another one. I'm not. Um, I I felt bad just giving these away in the last tournament, even though I really had high hopes of giving away a couple of them and promoting through them. But once I saw what that was going on in there, and that the owner, um, Agora, man, be, that dude hooked me up. I ain't gonna lie. I got into you know, his NFT things because he gave me a couple. It was a nice sales pitch because he's kind of disappeared. Um, yeah, he just basically disappeared off the face of the planet. Ain't hitting up the, the crew at all. Definitely, man, nice sales, man. He, he definitely hit me with a couple. He saw where I was. I forget where I was, man. Maybe in the lion's share and everything's rug, man. Everything I've been around just rug, rug, rug. I feel so bad. Besides V Friends, man, big shout out to V Friends. Adam Bellum Squad also be doing a thing. I love what they're doing. Um, shit, I got a no-brainer. They're pretty much rugged. All these things, rug, rug, rug. So I just stopped getting, man, I don't want to give you guys stuff that just depreciates. I was hoping I could give people Solana. You know, when I was buying it at $50 a piece, give it away. You know what I mean? I thought I was hooking it up. That shit sells for $15 right now, and it don't look good, man. It's shit coins all over. Um, I think the days of the shit coins are, you know, coming to an end. 
And that really hurt. So basically everything I was rewarding people just decreased in value, dropped to nothing. And I was basically giving them shit on a stick. You know what I mean? So when it comes to the poker tournament, I ain't gonna lie, man. I just dropped it. I dropped, I could give away more Solana than ever right now, but it's like, man, there's no future in it. I'm not trying to give nobody just crap, man. I, I really enjoyed playing with everybody. I truly appreciate everybody that played from the bottom of my heart, man. It meant so much. Um, I even had my homie homies that like I see on a regular basis, my closest friends, they play like the first three weeks, maybe if that, and then they all fell off in the very beginning, man. I've been pushing this a year long because of all of you, man. I truly mean that I, you know, cause I keep kicking people out of the club. So I keep it under a hundred, but people just kept coming and it really inspired me, man. It inspired me to give back. I've always felt good giving back. I've always wanted to give back. It was an opportunity for me to give back, and that's why I pursued it. It was never a point in, you know, trying to blow anything up. I love my podcast, and I'm going to keep doing it. Um, it definitely got me a little publicity in that realm, but nothing compared to what I, if I put that money in Facebook ads or whatever, man, I would have blown it up. You know what I mean? It's no ROI compared to any of that. So the poker realm is just very small. It's very... um. It's a very uh, focused group of individuals. If I was trying to advertise something like a podcast, especially because I don't do poker podcasts very often, I play a lot. You know what I mean? I talk about it a lot because I love and I enjoy playing poker. I love poker. Um, man, I just hit a $2 tournament this weekend, 250 cents, something like that for 250 bucks, 260 bucks. Don't remember the exact math, but it was over 250. So that was nice. Um, Definitely, I played on that Saturday when I typically would have been playing my tournament. I played a tournament um, on ACR, America's Card Room. And, hey, man, I probably shouldn't even say that. Beep, you know what I mean? But uh, run that back. Played it online, you know what I mean? Doing my thing. Hit it for, you know, first place. Took down first place finally. Um, those have been listening. They know I've won more money um, getting second place. And I've gotten more money in tournaments, but never a first place. That was my first first place finish. I understand it's $2 buy-in. I got to step my game up and hit the first place on the $5. My second place finish was in the $11 buy-in, so don't be hating too much. But I got to get back on that level, man. I, I wasn't hitting up there, so I started playing low, plus running low on funds, which is why I stopped doing the tournament. Um, for those that don't know, you know what I mean? My family's just been slowly dis disintegrating, unfortunately. Um, it sucks. It sucks. I'm not even going to get into the details. It's just... Man, I see my daughter every day, and I'm so, so, so thankful, man. Every fucking day, folks. Just please, man, take every day for what it's worth because there is no day that, you know, it's just not. They're precious, man. They're precious, especially when you have children and you realize how fast they grow. Uh, my son's already, shit, what's he, 13 now? So they, they get big, man. So now my daughter's three, and I'm just watching her, and I know. It looks like we're going to be spending time apart soon, and it's just like, man, it's going to, it's breaking my heart. Breaking my heart just even thinking about that shit. So I got to get my money right. You know, I got to start investing more in myself so I can build a fucking empire that she can enjoy. You know what I mean? I need to, need to step my own personal game up. So breaking up the poker tournament, man, it, it was really hard. It was really hard. I, I truly, I'm sorry, folks. I truly mean that, man. It, it it breaks my fucking heart. Um, and not much does. I'll be honest, man. I'm a heartless motherfucker. You can ask anybody around me. Don't care about much. Life is what it is. Um, I don't mind losing mine. I, I, everybody around you tell you that. Uh, 
plan on dying a long time ago. So it's, I tell you what, man, when you get in your car and you and your partner, you both know you're strapped to the teeth. And if anybody tries to pull us over, well, we ain't going in. You know what I mean? It's, that's how you ride. And it's just, it's a different lifestyle, man. It's hard for, if you haven't lived it, you can't relate with it. I promise you that. It's kind of like thinking about being hungry. I know I've said this before, but if you haven't eaten for days, you know what the fuck hungry is. If you think that going all day without eating and you went eight hours without eating and you make it home and you're hungry, you have no fucking idea. Um, but people had it way worse than me, man. So that's why I don't even sit here and say that I've had it bad. Everything that really happened to me in my life was my damn decision. And I mean that. Um, my dad definitely gave me every opportunity that I deserve, like more than I deserve. Definitely more than I ever deserved. I fucked up. You know what I mean? I wanted to start slanging and doing my thing and hanging out with the trouble crowd. And he had no choice but kicked me out. Started living my mom, with my mom. Uh, started living that Dino life to the fullest because she was living in San Bernardino. So it just started wilding. You know what I mean? Um, she kicked me out and supposed to move in with my sister. Moved in with my sister, man, in Las Vegas. And, man, that was a whole nother shit, man. My sister was wilding. I, didn't, I don't know my older sisters because they're, they're pretty much, they're a lot older than I am, so... I moved in out there, man. Oh, man, it was it was wild. You know what I mean? I just started slanging harder, started slanging ecstasy because I could get it out here really cheap and I could ship it out there. You get it out here if I bought a boat and I just started, you know, picking it up out here by a boat, go out there, sell it by the singles. And I was getting it out here maybe, what, 5 6 $7 a pill. Go out there and, um, fuck, I forgot I put food in the oven. Um, Should have took that out, but. Let me see what that text said. Oh, sweet. All right, she took it out for me. Um, damn, I don't know what I was bad. Oh, Vegas, man. Vegas was a trip, man. Vegas was a fucking trip. That's all I could say on Vegas, man. For those that know the story, you know the story. But that's when I got to live with a pimp, you know what I mean? And that was just a whole different mindset, man. It was just selling, selling body for making a living, making more than all these people that are working nine to five, man. It's fucking wild. The, the options that the world presents and the limitations that we are, you know, grown up in basically. Cause my dad worked a nine to five. He was a very respect, not even nine to five. He was a business owner, but pretty much nine to five. He kind of ran his shit like that, but he was a business owner. So there were no days off. He was the hardest working person I've ever seen in my life. Um, moved in with my stepdad and my mom when she left and my stepdad was a, Basically, a network of mission ran everything from home, man. It was crazy running computers and shit. My dad was all hands on running cables for speedometers, which was going out of date because everything was going digital. Where my stepdad was straight digital from home, making a living, owns three houses until the housing bubble and he lost everything. And it's fucking wild, man. Uh, perspective, just like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Those that haven't read the book, amazing book. Um, get your audio book on i don't know nothing about that shit i haven't tried it yet i do listen to a lot of podcasts i basically i you know so i can relate with a um audio book um i just personally read the book i do seem to read some books when i get into you know the mood if i'm not in the mood good luck i'm gonna go straight to my phone or anything else you know just like a normal person but i do read some books i got my newest gary v book what was it called uh 12 and a half, Gary V, big shout out to Gary V, V friends, I still invest every chance that I get, um, definitely had somebody try to scam me on Discord in my DMs, trying to uh, pretend to be Corzo, who is the admin in the V friends Discord, big shout out, love everything he runs there, 
And then a fake Gary V jumped in talking about we're trying to offer you, you know, substantial amount to airdrop to V friend holders for your V2, da da da. All types of bullshit, right? Next thing I know, um, it was all scam, but I, you know, I ain't even tripping because I ain't even got one, but it, it did feel good, man. It felt good if, you know, Gary V hit me up. Just even the thought that it could be, even though I knew it was a scam, but it just made me feel like I was in the right direction, man. And it, it just, man. Life is life is a trip, man. Life is a fucking trip. That's all I can say. There's a lot of disappointment, but that's when you put your expectations in others, and I know better, so I can't blame nobody but my damn self. Um, with that being said, you know, like like I said, when my mom left, man, it made me realize, like, I really haven't had a best friend since. Um, when I look at my life, I definitely grew up with two individuals, Tommy and Alex, big shout out. Hope you motherfuckers are still alive. Um, I'm pretty sure Tommy's alive. Alex, last I saw him, that motherfucker looked dead walking down baseline. My son and I was there. I tell him like that's my that that was my road dog right there. Like we did we did some shit, man. We did some we did some shit, man. We was robbing all types of shit at some point, man. We was smashing all types of man. It was man females. We was smashing windows. We was smashing all types of shit, man. We was, we was wilding, man. That's all I can say. Um, man, Tommy, I heard. You know, I know he went a little flamboyant. He was one of the first gay kids in our little neighborhood, our little clique. Um, guess he wasn't gay. He said he kissed a boy and realized that he didn't like it, so he didn't do it again. <coughs> That's up to you to judge. But with that being said, he did just, um, last I heard, he had a stormtrooper wedding with a woman. So that was pretty kick-ass, and big shout-out to him. But I'll be honest, man, those weren't, like, best friends in school or anything like that. That shit would got old. I got over all that shit. Um, I started hanging out with a different crowd. And that crowd, man, that was a big shout-out to my boy Danny. Still talk to him to this day. Um, big shout-out to my boy Corey, Big Red, man, what's happening? All the, you know what I mean, Terrace Hills, what's happening, man? That was Grand Terrace, man. That was the nicest place I've ever been. That was definitely the nicest school. Grand Terrace was the shit, man. That shit was upper class, up the mountain, man. We were the lucky ones that got to go up there. Otherwise, we were going back to the ghetto school with everybody else. Big shout-out, Colton Middle. Um, man, Scott Spencer, all my dogs over there, man. Sandra came from there, man. I think Scott died, so I can I'd say it. I feel comfortable saying his full name, man, R.I.P. Um, big shout-out, Dante Cannon, man. That was my dog, R.I.P., um, man, man, it was going down. My boy Tramel, what's happening, man? He's running some security company. I wish I knew the name right now. I give you a big shout out. But my boy, man, Tramel, if y'all need security, y'all can check, man. I I'll link something. I'll try to link it to my Twitter. I don't even know if he has a Twitter, but if you don't have a Twitter, I better have a Twitter. So I'll try to link him to my Twitter if I remember. Um, but yeah, man, once my mom left, man, it was like the emotion side went out the fucking window. It was me, my brother, and my dad. That's how, that's how this shit's riding. Like, we go figure... My sister was there at first, but I think I told you about her drug experience when she came home and was talking about the speakers of her boyfriend were outside and da-da-da-da. So I'm sitting there, like, grabbing my T-ball bat. Like, what's up? This will try and get you. Like, don't trip. Dad has more guns than, you know, that fool can handle. Like, we ain't tripping. Dad's strapped. She's like, no, no, don't you hear the stereo? I'm like, no, I don't hear no music, but I believe you. You know what I mean? And my dad comes in like, get out, get out. Like, you're fucking tripping. Like, he didn't, he didn't, my dad doesn't cuss. He's like, get out of the house. Da, da, da. I was like, hey, wait, wait. Like, she's going to get killed. He's like, get out of here. He knows she was tripping, but I had no idea. I'm just sitting there with my little T-ball bat trying to protect her. But that brings back, I got two memories with my mom that, like, are vivid. A uh, three. I remember rock hunting, too. 
Now I think about it. So I got like three really vivid memories. Rock hunting, my first burnout in her Oldsmobile when she threw it in reverse at my dad's shop because he had a gravel field and it kicked gravel all over. So it was just like, and just like that. That shit was so cool to me. Um, but not the burnout because she was screaming at him. That wasn't something that typically happened. It only happened like right towards the end. That, that sucked. But um, man, my dad was always cool. He's kind of like like me most of the time. Like my lady, man, lady was tripping, man. But I typically remain pretty cool. Sometimes I get emotional when something like really fucking bothers me. But for the most part, I'm I, I keeping it pretty chill. I might say some jabs, you know what I mean? I'll definitely use some terms that are hurtful, but when it comes to, like, getting all loud, I try not to do that shit. But, um, yeah, that memory, and then um, third memory with my mom. Shit, man, what was it? Don't even remember now. Oh, the airport, for sure. But that wasn't what I was talking about. Hmm, 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 hmm. Oh, putting up wanted posters for my sister. That was a trip. Um, riding through the ghetto because we ride. I remember we riding through Sea Town. Big shout out to the 909. What's happening, folks? What's happening? Um, yeah, we riding through Sea Town. Big shout out. Um, and we were just putting up missing posters all over. Uh, it wasn't wanted, but it was missing posters all over for my sister. Just like missing, missing. So my sister's running around Colton with all these missing posters posted all over. Man, it was just a trip as a kid because we're pulling over. People are like asking us and da da da. Is man. That shit's a trip, man. It's just life growing up. It was definitely different. Um, but yeah, just best friends after that, man. Big shout out, you know, seventh grade, Matt Del- man. Big shout out, Matt Delgado, man. R.I.P. Man, that was my best friend, Big Dog Matt. Um, I don't know where your brother Richard is. Hopefully, he's still alive. I know he was gang banging way harder than any of you know. We weren't gang banging, but he was gang banging. So I could only imagine what he's into or what if he's still alive, especially since his little bro, man. Big shout out, Matt Delgado, man. That's my dog. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. to my best friend. You know, his seventh grade best friend, that was definitely him. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about my boy Corey and Danny. They they kicked me out of the group because they knew I was blowing butt and, like, smoking weed and messing with girls. They're over there still square, you know what I mean, wishing they were messing with girls and smoking butt. But they were like, no, no, like, we can't hang out with you anymore. I remember them telling me we were sitting in a teacher's class. We used to meet in the same teacher's class before school every day. I probably went in there smelling like weed a couple times, you know what I mean, smoking with my friends and then walking with them. I remember the day they were like, we can't hang out with you no more, like, because you just be, like, on some other shit. I'm like, all right, like, I'm gone. Like, say no more, peace out. Like, if y'all want problems, let me know. Then no problems, no problems. They don't want to fight, you know what I mean? They're just like, nah, like. You be wild, I'm like, oh, cool. I, I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go wild with my boys. So that's when they actually kicked me out of the group. I ain't gonna lie, man. It, did it hurt my feelings? <laughs> Hell no. Nah, I had some other shit to do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that shit was man. That's when I started riding. Me and Matt Delgado, man. Every damn day we were riding, man. Big shout out. Um, fuck, man. Can't believe he's gone. Then I got expelled. And it's come eighth grade. I got expelled. That's when I went to a continuation school met up with what up man booty cuff booty cuff be my boy dante cannon man r.i.p man that was my dog man we went to continuation school didn't know who i was gonna know i remember as soon as i seen him it was cracking man that's the dude i used to get in trouble in kindergarten trading pogs in the back of the classroom well those who remember pogs man what's happening we're in the skip it days um shit Big shout out, man. Missed that fool. Last time I saw him, he hit a t- 
There's those that know salvia, that purple salvia shit. I don't know. I didn't smoke. I've never done drugs like that. I smoked a lot of weed in my life, but that is it. I very rarely consume alcohol. I am actually drinking beer when I'm done with this. But with that being said, um, Dante Cannon, the last time I seen him, big shout out to his wife, Erica. Uh, much love. He took a hit of salvia. He just started laughing. He couldn't stop. Just hoo, 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 hoo. just drool coming out of his mouth. His wife's like, what's wrong? Are you okay, man? He couldn't stop. I love that guy. Big shout out, Dante. Um, after that, shit, what ninth grade? Ninth grade was um, Colton High. I didn't really have no best friends, man. By that ch- Oh, Russell. That's when I was riding with Russ, man. I ain't going to lie. That's when I started chilling with Russell. Me and Russell started riding. Ninth grade, that's where that was my road dog. I definitely had a best friend. Um, I chilled with Woggy probably eighth grade. I started chilling with Woggy a lot, so that's my dog right there. A big shout out, Woggy Doggy. He's still alive. He just tweaked the fuck out last I heard. He's fucking skinhead to the fullest. Um, big, big shout out, my boy Russ. And I don't mean to disrespect y'all, motherfucker. I'm just telling you what the fuck I heard. And y'all ain't never heard that shit about me because I ain't never smoked that shit. But my boy Russ, I know he got spun dacky the fuck out. Um, Big shout out because every time I see him, it's fucking love, man. I love all them motherfuckers. I love the little brothers, man. I love all them motherfuckers despite anything that's happened because we've had some shit happen. But um, it's all love, man. I love them motherfuckers with all my heart. That's my family right there. Uh, big shout out. My boy Angel just added me, man. Big shout out. They, my boy right around that time ferry, man. We actually got robbed together at gunpoint. Um, I ran. He stayed. I fucked that shit. I'm zigging and zagging. I'm out. He stayed and got his pockets checked. Um, all I had in my pocket was a condom and maybe a dollar. I think a dollar and a condom, but uh, definitely a condom. I remember that. And I dipped. I don't even think I had a dollar on me. We had 20 or 25 that we were looking for the half ounce of weed for in front of the beer mark, uh, beer factory. And we got robbed by a dude with some fucking sports patch jacket. But besides the point, that's my boy. He just added me on Facebook. I was wondering if he's alive. That motherfucker's alive. That motherfucker's tatted down like a motherfucker now, but he's alive. And uh, big shout out, man. So, so thankful. But yeah, basically, as y'all could see, just started hopping, 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 hopping. Then I started going to a new high school, San Bernardino High. I had no fucking best friend. Anybody who knew me there knew that I was sitting on that motherfucking wall, slanging, slanging, slanging. That's when it was just slang mode. I had no best friends. Everybody's my enemy. Fuck the world. Um, my mom's at the crib. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it started a while at that point. It was like, you know what I mean? My mom's standing furniture at wee hours of the morning. My neighbor, uh, my, my, our roommate, the dude we live with, he's a quadri- paraplegic. Um, so he's handicapped from the waist down. He's taking some medication that has him falling out. He can't even get back in bed, falling over. Got to call 911. Got his balls all in my hand. Some nasty shit because I had to pick him up and he was, had no pants on and fucking balls. I remember that as a kid. But um, I wasn't really a kid at that point. I'm in like ninth grade. So you're grown ass. You, you're responsible for your actions at that point. So I ain't going to call myself a kid. But. It was wild in days, so I was I was full out, man. I had no best friends. Anybody who knew me back then, I tell you, I had no motherfucking best friends at that point. You can catch me on the wall. You can catch me. If I scrap anybody. A PE, they they tell you, man. I was chilling there. The only you know, not very many white kids, and very and there was no white kid like me. All of them were like white kid, white kids, and I was just on my own shit, slanging. You know what I mean? I came in there with just pockets full of ounces bagged up who wants them I had to start figuring out let them let others know and anybody who try to rob me getting fucking smashed but that all you know first event at pe i remember bending over to tie my shoe it was like my third second third day of pe i wasn't there very long bend over to tie my shoe i'm out of the way you know pretty out of the way and this large hispanic guy walks by 
boom, just elbows me in the back of my head. I remember just catching the back of my head. I stand up real fast, like, boom, what the fuck? I thought somebody hit me. But, you know, eventually I realized, oh, that was his elbow. And I stand like, what the fuck? He's like, what? And I just teed off. Boom, boom, boom. It just, it, that was it. You know what I mean? There was no other talk to it. Just teed off. Boom, 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 boom. And that's where people started learning, like, don't fuck with him. He ain't going to take your shit because I already knew how it was going to go. You know what I mean? I already... I already know how this is going to go. Y'all ain't punking me. I ain't, it ain't going down like that. Not, not, you know what I mean? So I've always been that way. I definitely teed off on that motherfucker. Then other people kind of want something, but they don't want something because they know if they come one-on-one, they're getting swept, and they, it's hard to catch me out of position. Um, I definitely am caught lacking before. Definitely, like I was telling y'all, I definitely got robbed at gunpoint and didn't have one on me, but nowadays that is really, 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 really difficult. Um, typically keep one on me. Those that know me, know me. They know that I'm going to, you know, I mean, I love to return fire. I'm looking for the opportunity. Definitely get that from my dad. I remember when he was an armored car driver after his business went under, he took up one other job in his life. So he had two in his entire life. Complete opposite of me. I'd be having two a year. Um, fuck, man. That's what we we'll talking about. I wish somebody would squeeze. Like, he gets tired. He gets bored just making all these money deliveries and shit. But, man, different, whole different life. Um. Fuck, life's a trip, man. Truly appreciate each and every one of y'all. I really just wanted to talk about um, fucking the poker tournament, man. That's been riding on my heart. I know I was getting DMs. I finally made a Twitter post, I think, yesterday saying that, you know, I apologize and shit. And it's just like, man, 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 it hurts so bad. I want to play poker. I want to play with you guys. I want to play with, you know, the people that show me love. I want to play with the community that I've built over the last year because all these people have been my love and support and like the people that have been motivating me to keep fucking going whenever I make a Twitter post, when I'm on there, when I'm checking what they're doing, trying to see what the fucking world's doing in the NFT space, even though it's falling apart. But Gary V is holding this motherfucking shit together. Thank you, Gary V, man. Truly appreciate you. Man. Oh, shit, wrong one. Man, got too caught up in the moment. But man, man, man. Gary V deserves all the praise, man. That motherfucker's like a pastor for the NFT world, I swear to God. Um... I'm sorry about the poker tournament, folks. It's just, it, it couldn't do it, man. I can't afford it, man. My lady leaving, I got all these, you know, still got to hold down the house. For those that don't know, I don't have my son anymore either. So it's going to be real solo around here, man. I got a big-ass house, four bedrooms. I'm not saying it's, it's cool. It's in the ghetto. I ain't got no AC like that. I ain't got no heater like that. You're definitely plugging something in the wall. You know what I mean? It's like it's on some ghetto shit, but. Man, I got to hold this shit together. This is not the time to start looking for a house. They definitely just raised my rent substantially, like $700 a month. So this shit's going to fucking hurt. But I'm the fucking human cockroach, man. I'm going to pull this shit off. Even if I have to downsize, I've already thought about maybe selling everything that I have going down to 12 possessions. I got a book behind me called The Minimalist. I would definitely recommend it for everybody just to read and have an idea of how some people live their lives. It's not very long, maybe 50 pages or something. I don't know. It's not very long at all. Um, looking for a real simple read that will give you just perspective on a different lifestyle. I definitely recommend the minimum list. Um, damn, I used to recommend books all the time, huh? Yeah, I've already recommended two in this in this one, man. Gary V, 12 and a half, and The Minimalist. That's some shit, man, bringing back some memories. It's been some time, man. I truly appreciate those that keep listening, you know what I mean? Definitely, I hope, you know, one day, I don't plan on living long, folks. I, I'm fucking honest, man. I've been planning to be dead by now. I don't plan on retirement. I don't plan on that. I just want to do something I'm passionate about until the day I die. Like, I look at things different. I really do. Um, But big shout out to UFC. What was that? 281. 
Holy shit, man. What went way, man? That shit was wild. Big shout out. UFC 281. Wild, wild, wild. Yes, sir. That shit was insane. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Yeah, I think that's how you say his last name. That motherfucker smashed, man. Both of them, man. Great fight. Uh, both kickboxers. For those that don't know UFC or the, the, you know, cage fighting. Both kickboxers going at it. They have a history, two-fight history where Pereira, Pereira, had won both fights, one by knockout, one by decision, but, the, you know, both very close fights. And he made it to the MMA world where Israel has just been dominating for years now. And uh, Pereira got him by a KO decision. Uh, K, but knockout, the referee stopped it, but Israel was hurt. He was going down. Uh, Carla Esparza versus Wei Li Zhang. Wei Li's dominant, man. Wei Li is the truth, the shit. Uh, big shout out China, man. Say holding down for the MMA world. Um, she's fucking, she's amazing. She is amazing. I love everything about her. Big shout out, you know, Wei Li Zhang, man. Big shout out. Um, we got Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. That was a great fight. Poirier with the win. Michael Chandler gassing out like he typically does. But with that being said, showed up for the second round, held it down. Great performance. Um, both guys, Michael Chandler, I hate to see him lose like that because all he does is fucking lose lately, but he always puts on a great show. Love everything about him. That motherfucker is a, lip, a main event, and I love it, man. I love it. We had Frankie Edgar retire versus Chris Gutierrez. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, beautiful knee. I believe that's what knocked Frankie Edgar out, and it was a beautiful one, so I do know it was a knee. Frankie Edgar. Big shout-out, man. Um, last time I watched him fight, the first time I watched him fight ever was his first fight for the UFC. I was over with my trainer um, when I was cage fighting. And um, big shout-out, 777 Jim. Got that tatted across my chest, so I already, yeah, I'm fucking, it's hard for me to forget. But first time I watched him, and I was just starstruck because he, he had a decent stand-up, and uh, that motherfucker's wrestling was on point. I forget who he wrestled, but he was wrestling his ass off. It was an amazing performance, but it's come to an end. Frankie Edgar, big shout out, man. Love your career. Love everything you did, and uh, good luck on whatever you do next. Amazing knockout, Gutierrez. Well done. Well done. Let me uh, give you that one. And Dan Hooker just completely destroyed... Claudio Puelis or whatever. That fool was trash, man. That fool didn't even want to stand up. Dan Hooker straight demolished him, took him out with a body kick after the dude kept laying on his ass. Literally wouldn't even get punched. Would just lay on his back. Horrible performance. I believe he was cut from the UFC already, which I told everybody that night that it was going to happen. So that night I actually went over to my homie Ken Dog's house and had to hang his TV that had fallen off the wall and I had to try to, you know, get on mount what was left of the drywall and mount a TV on top of that. I managed it still up and we booming, we booming, baby. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I just basically covered everything I wanted to cover. I truly love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. I'm gonna keep the podcast going. I'll figure out another way to give back to y'all motherfuckers. I promise. Just let me get back on my feet. Let me get this shit going. Um, and, uh, I love y'all, man. I'd love and appreciate y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap it up, wrap it up. Y'all should wrap it up. You know what I mean? Safe sex. I swear to God, man, especially, you know, if the lady leaves, like she leaves, I've got to be the number one motherfucking practitioner of that shit. I'm gonna go get sponsored. I tell y'all, man, watch, they're gonna be the first sponsor. Rap a Jimmy or something. I don't care if it's knockoff, but love and appreciate y'all. I'm about this bitch, man. The time has come. 
You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one...